Stuart and Scott. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Fear Me podcast. This is episode 56, and we're covering the mid-season finale of The Walking Dead, season seven, episode eight, Hearts Still Beating. Oh my. Yes. So first of all, apologies to everybody. Podcast still beating. Yeah, podcast is still beating. (laughs) It's been a rough week with some stuff going on around the house and illnesses and Blah. Technical so, difficulties. Yeah, so we did not get a chance to record last week. And in light of that, we're not going to really talk too much in depth about last week's episode. We're just going to like roll with it and talk mostly about the mid-season finale. But we'll bring it up in relation to, to what happened this week because it de- definitely did lead up to it a good bit. Yeah, there's actually some key points that I'd like to bring up. But anyways, mostly it's going to be about the mid-season finale and there you go. And then on into Christmas break. Yeah. Goodness. It's that time again. I know, I know. So how's it going, Scott? Oh, everything's lovely here. What are you drinking? Um, What am I drinking? I'm drinking, uh, for my favorite, Noda Brewery, I'm drinking their Hoppy Holidays. Hoppy mm. Holidays. Hoppy Holidays. It's an India Pale Ale, and the best thing about it, it is not a spice beer like you would expect to get for Hoppy Holidays. That's what I was it thinking. It is a nice, really good India Pale Ale. What makes it so special for the holidays, though? Do not know. Do not care. It's tasty. Just the picture on the can? Just the picture on the can. Looks <laughs> like Mama actually got run over by the reindeer. <laughs> um, no, this is, this is really good. I, I, I really enjoy it. Okay. And it's going to be hard to get. Not a lot of them out there. So if anybody can grab you a cop, uh, some of it, do it. Cool. Good stuff. What are you drinking, Stuart? Um, I have an Atlanta beer from Orpheus Brewing, and it's uh, Life, Death, Life, Truth India Pale Ale. And one of the coolest cans I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. That is a neat can. It's a really pretty picture on there. That would be like a really nice poster to hang in the house. And it's a very good beer. It is. Nice. It goes down really smooth. Well, I am drinking... Oh, did you have anything else to say about that? No. Okay. (laughs) I'm drinking another Terrapin beer from here in Atlanta, and it's called a Crunkle IPA. Crunkle? A Crunkle. And it's also seasonal, and it's kind of like a tropical IPA, so there's a hint of pineapple, which I seem to be drinking more and more of pineapple beer lately. Mm -hmm. Was that on purpose? No, this Growler Time Chris recommended this one for me. Okay. So, but there's like four different crunkles. So there's like a whole series of crunkles. And <laughs> do you just like saying that? I like saying that. One of them is more of an Asian soy cr- sauce. Do we know what a crunkle is? I, it's, um, well, in Terrapin terms, it's supposed to be like this evil guy. Oh yeah. Like, oh, what's the okay. what's the 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 devil Santa that comes? Crank. Crank? 
Krampus? Krampus. 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 Okay. I think it's supposed yeah. to be kind of like that. Yeah, okay. Krampus. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, it's I a really little, good beer. Um, my Krampus was giving me trouble last week. <laughs> yeah, it was giving us troubles all weekend. Oy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it's a really good beer, and it's it's a bit citrusy, too not too citrusy, but more citrusy than the other beers that I've had recently that are pineapple-ish. But um, mm-hmm. it's really good and light. Sounds good. Sounds yummy. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> so we are going to review the mid-season finale. Okay. Kim, did you have any uh, general impressions of the show that you wanted to share? I loved it. This episode had a way different feel than the previous episodes of this season because it we jumped around to different groups of people instead of just concentrating on one group. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of felt like the previous seasons to me less it was less daunting. Yeah, some people died, but it wasn't super sad to me, you know? Like right. it was kind of right. like expected. They were expected deaths. And what's the word I'm looking for? Menial? I don't think, yeah, I don't think the deaths were earth shattering. Right, right. To the audience. But I think that overall it was a fantastic episode and it was really exciting to see where the storyline is heading. And I'll talk more about that later. So mm. I'm really excited for what happens next half of the season. Yeah, I think Ooh. it was I think it was a good build up for the next half. I don't think there was quite as much. Um, actually, the whole episode was a build-up for the end of this one and then for what's happening in the next half. I don't think there was as much that was going on in the episode, but I think it was it was well done. I enjoyed it. Um, and I, even though we're not talking too much about the last one, I enjoyed the last one as well and kind of uh, development of Negan's character into this one. I don't know. What do you think, Scott? Uh, I agree with you. I I did tell you the truth. I I do like the the uh, different parallel storylines all running at the same time. I do think I enjoyed the last week's a little bit better than this because this one did kind of drag a little bit in the middle. Mm-hmm. I thought the stuff with Spencer went on a little bit too long. Nonetheless, I did enjoy the episode. I love the the coming together of these things. I like the fact that uh, <clears throat> Negan got taken out of character a little bit in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that was great, and that's kind of what we wanted to see. And, you know, and he wasn't too over the top with his flamboyance in this episode as he has been in the past. Uh, so I thought that was really good. I love the the stuff with uh, with Rick and Aaron trying to hmm. get into the houseboat and so forth. I thought all that was really well done. And yet another episode where I loved Father Gabriel. Yeah, and his right. Part of that was great. <laughs> yep. But yet again. And it ends up with a team-up. Mm-hmm. I love a team up. <laughs> really? We're going to see the communities come together and there is war on the horizon. It's like when the A team kind of gets together again. Yeah, or the Justice League of America, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's a team up. I'm ready for it. I think it was just the Justice League, but Scott, you remind me of a radio broadcaster watching baseball or something. <laughs> I love a team up. <laughs> <laughs> Step, stepping up to the plate, Captain America. <laughs> Negan, he, he's with a the low bat. ball hitter. <laughs> Negan with the bat. He likes his he likes his pitches inside. <laughs> oh, but he's willing to chase the high stuff. All right, Negan. Negan, uh, 
Negan further ingrated himself on on the world and and what a disgusting person he is. Well, you know, speaking of Negan, just jumping right into this, the one thing that I wanted to say about last week's episode is the fact that Negan's true personality started to come out. When he was talking to Carl, he seemed he was more genuine to Carl because he was acting more like a father figure and trying to figure out who Carl was as a person and seemed to actually kind of admire him. But he also lost that flamboyance and theatrical aspect of him, of his character. And I think that we saw the true person come out. And I... Well, do you, do you think part of that has to do with the fact that he was dealing with Carl one-on-one? Yeah. Because Negan feeds off of an audience. Right. And he didn't really have an audience, so he didn't have a real reason to be too flamboyant about it. Now, one thing I will say, though, Kim, I'm I'm not so sure if he was if he was being fatherly with him or if he was fucking with him. Um, I almost think he was doing it sarcastically. But this is the but, part where, where he's, I mean, the whole episode last week was, or the week before was uh, Sing Me a Song. So that's the, right. the point where he was like, telling him to take the bandage off and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And Carl broke down when he started making fun of him. Right. That's what you right. guys are talking about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But then when Carl broke down, he was like, Oh shit, kid. Like, I didn't know you were that emotional about it. And I feel like that was, that wasn't being sarcastic or anything. I feel like that was being more genuine. By and, the way, a scene from that episode that I absolutely loved is when Carl was showing him around the house and Negan's got his shoes off and he's rubbing his feet into the carpet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Carl's watching him. And they're playing that happy music. I just don't I, die laughing. I actually enjoyed that entire aspect of him. The mm-hmm. the whole scene of him showing him around the house. It was kind of cute in a way. Like, he was like mm-hmm. a little kid in a candy store trying to... Well, and that continued into this episode, too. Yeah, with, well, and he's, with making dinner. Yeah, he's making spaghetti in the oh, kitchen. Yes. And, oh, yeah, it was awesome. He was loving every minute of it. And, like, he, turns to Carl, Carl. he turns to Carl, and he's like, hey, Carl, try this. This is delicious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But, I mean, can you imagine, like, going into a, a community like that as a person who, in the apocalypse, who hasn't had air conditioning and a really good cooked meal in a long time. God, that would be heaven. Well, that's what the thing that was... Nice that was plush weird. carpet. Yeah, because he said, yeah, I could stay here a while. But then he also said, I could get a vacation home here. Like, with right. him and his power, just take it. He's already got it, you know? I right. mean, that's... Well, I think that's what he's saying. He's saying, I'm, I'm going to take one of these homes for me. Mm-hmm. You know, he, like when he's talking to Spencer, he's like, you got air conditioning, you got running... Uh, bathrooms and kitchens and all this stuff. He says, "Yeah, I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna get a vacation home here." Yeah, I would. You know? Smart. But he's he's not leaving the sanctuary. That's his. That's his. Uh, well, that's his domain. Place of power. That's yeah. his place of power. If he relocated to Alexandria, he might not have such control over those folks. That's true. Even if he did it for a short time period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but all in all, I'm really happy to see Negan calming down being more tame uh-huh. <laughs> until the end of the yep. episode until the end of the episode but you know <laughs> i think that was but that's the thing is like that whole time like from last episode till this one we were like seeing this other side and you were bringing it up like mm-hmm. oh oh see okay now you know maybe the true negan's coming out maybe he's maybe he's not quite so ruthless yeah and then at the end it's like <laughs> <laughs> okay well backwards again (laughs) i mean well he still has to 
Well, because you think he's being manipulative. You think he's it, that it's all just a show, and maybe it is. Maybe that's part of his show, but he can just deal with. See, it. that's what I think. I, I think it's I think it's being manipulative. Most almost all of it. But he's just able to step up and and use the bat to just bash somebody's head in as part of his act in a way. Right. Well, I mean, you can never trust the man. I would never trust the man. But it doesn't mean that some of the stuff he's saying isn't genuine, especially no. when he was talking to Carl one on one. I think he generally was curious. I mean, if I was that type of person and I was like, didn't care about people's feelings, which I do. So I would never, ever say this to somebody. I'd be like, oh my God, let me see your eye. Like I would be Mm -hmm. actually very curious to see something like that because I like picking at things and I like the, you know, the medical stuff. So I'd be like poking at it and whatnot, but you know, I'm not that type of person. Yeah, that would be fun. But I could see that where somebody delightful. would be like, wow, that's really cool looking, man. You know? <laughs> All right. I, that's one aspect of you I'm still trying to figure out, Kim. <laughs> After <laughs> All these years. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> um, no, but you know, one thing, one thing we have been saying is we really wanted to see, or at least I know, I wanted to see Negan taken out of character. Mm-hmm. And I think for the very first time, we really saw it. And that was when Rosita shot him, shot at him and hit Lucille. And he got scared shitless. Yeah, Mm -hmm. she got close. Remember? She got close. And that was the first time you actually saw Negan lose his cool. Yeah. Scared. Mm -hmm. Remember, he was like, holy shit. You know, and and he was running around. Yeah, he was freaking out. And, uh, and, And I thought it was great. I was so happy to see that. Yeah, but you know what? I, he, I, he seemed scared, but at the same time, his reaction was just like so on point because he was like, you just shot Lucille. Right. He recovered fast. <laughs> yeah, he, he recovered did. fast. He did. I but agree his with face you. I agree. right after that was fear. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, absolute yeah. fear and shock. Yeah. I, come I, I on, right in the middle of the bat. Come on. She's mm. a good shot, isn't she? I'd be pissing. But if you know, but if you notice, I mean, he's walking around waving the bat in front of his face as he's talking to everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she just made a bad shot. Well, she was made a course, good shot, but just at course, the wrong time. Of course, that that I, I imagine if she shot that bat, that bat would have smashed into his face pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or that bullet would have gone right through that bat. Or yeah, or at least would not be standing straight up in front of his face still at that point. No. But, right. Hey. Yeah. He, I don't think Still he a even, great scene. I don't it think he even scene. staggered, did he? He didn't stagger backwards. No, he fell back. Yeah, he like he? moved back. Yeah, okay. he was like, holy oh, shit. Yeah, yeah like. Mm. And it wasn't his his uh, his waist throwing holy shit thing. This was mm-hmm. like, holy shit. Yeah. Damn, she almost killed me. <laughs> yep. He was like, wow. So I thought I thought that was that was that was an awesome scene. Thought that was a great scene. Receda doing that though did end up costing them two people. Oh, yeah, true. And and Eugene had warned her about that. But you know, if you don't do it, then someone else is going to die, not you. Right. Yeah, but luckily, it only cost the life of one person. Eugene, he just right. kind of kidnapped a little bit there. But right. um, well, a lot bit. <laughs> yeah. Olivia was sacrificing herself, anyways. Olivia, I feel so bad for Olivia. I she, I mean, she's not a big character in the in the show, but she was a very called nice... called her a big character. <sighs> <laughs> she was a very nice person. 
and she uh, took care of the baby. She had a great personality. Yeah, great personality. Mm-hmm. She was not quite on par with Dr. Denise, but in terms of humor. But she was a very nice person, a very lovable character, and very sincere. Um, but easily forgotten. And a more innocent human. Yeah, innocence. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, she, she, you know, she'll be forgotten in 10 minutes, though. But, you know, Tara kind of got saved there because, remember, she said that I'll take your place to Olivia. And Olivia said, no, I promised I would take care of Judith. So it could have been Tara that had gotten shot. So that's another. I would have been interested. I would have been interested to see how Negan would have reacted to having Tara show up instead of Olivia. Because he told Olivia to go get the lemonade. Mm hmm. And if Tara, if Olivia didn't come back and Tara's all of a sudden the one that's there, I don't think Negan takes that too well. Yeah, I don't think he would have been happy about that because she he didn't doesn't. perform the job that he told her to do. Right. I don't think he likes changes in plans that he did not incorporate. Right. So Olivia made a good call there. But mm-hmm. thank God she was not holding Judith in her arms when that lady shot her. Lady. I use that term loosely. No, no, that was a pretty damn good shot. I don't think it would have mattered. That chick hit her dead Did she get square her in, in the, the face. Eye? In the face. In the face. Yeah. Good shot. And no blood. Mm-hmm. So. A little. It was framed up with those glasses perfectly. Yes, exactly. Shooting for effect. And that was what? A dat, I think her name was. A rat. Or a rot That's or it. something. A R A T. Yep. So anyway, that rat. was you dirty a rat. <laughs> but anyway. Okay, so what did you think about Daryl? Who let Daryl out? Oh, I don't think we know who let Well, Darryl obviously out. we don't know, but who do you think he was? Um, I think it was Dwight, honestly. You think so? Not, I mean, not Dwight's ex. I mean, I think that was put Sherry? out there. Yeah, Sherry, but I think it was Dwight that actually did it. You think Dwight actually himself I did think it? So. I I I wouldn't be too terribly surprised with that, especially since in, that, in the previous episode, you know, Negan was really... Di- uh, needle in Dwight in yeah, that episode. Right, that's true. And and you know when he said he he he's not going to be able to screw any of his wives tonight, and he goes, well, maybe one of them. And he looked over at, at Dwight. Yeah, that, that was, was cold. Low. Well, I, I mean, ever cold. since Daryl showed up, he was constantly needling him about stuff. And then he made him. It was last episode with the iron, right? Yep. He so he made uh-huh. Dwight go heat up the furnace and get the iron out, which was the same iron that burned his own face. Mm-hmm. Yes, and hand exactly. it off to him to burn that guy for cheating on Negan's wife, who was that guy's ex-wife, possibly girlfriend, who knows? But well, see, and I, I, I still contend that Dwight, what he did to Daryl to break him, he did against his will. He did yeah. not want to do that. And I and I think his face, you know, when they showed his face after Daryl started really crying and so forth, I think his face showed a lot of disappointment. He was really hoping Daryl wouldn't crack. Yeah. No, I I agree with you. I don't think that he meant, I, I don't think he wanted to do any of that stuff. And especially right. when he did have the iron, I think he got pissed off enough with all the stuff that Negan had been saying and the fact that it was happening yet again where somebody was getting the iron, that that was just like, I'm done. Fuck you. Yeah, well, you always Darryl's see. Out. Yeah, you always see Dwight's face in the background too mm-hmm. during any of those right. uh, scenes. It's kind of showing his reaction to it too. I think one thing that we never brought up was um, probably because that song was played over so many times that we completely forgot yes. about it. I don't know. Easy Street was when um, <laughs> Dwight was torturing him, and Daryl said um, 
something to the effect of, um, I know why you did it. Like, I know why you gave in. Oh, right. Because you had someone. Mm-hmm. Didn't he say something like that? Yeah. Yeah. So, it, like, right. so you know, Daryl had, like, nothing to lose. So, I mean, he was like, go ahead, do whatever the hell you want. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a good point. Right. So I think I think Dwight, you know, respected that, and and I think there was a mutual respect, I guess, in that conversation. Right. I don't know if we ever brought up before, but well, and I don't think I don't think Dare or I don't think Dwight and uh, what's his girl's name? Sherry. Um, Sherry. Sherry. I don't think they really wanted to rip off Daryl way back when, but they were desperate. Right. Well, yeah, they were they were trying to escape. You know, I mean, and they knew Daryl was originally trying to help them. Yeah. I I don't. I don't think that they, I don't think that they are, uh, you know, particularly evil folks. I think they're, they're kind of like, um, fat Joey just trying to survive. And see right there, that, that scene with fat Joey, Mm -hmm. you can tell that Daryl is kind of breaking already because, you know, he was Mm -hmm. hesitant to leave the, the cell when, when he first got put in the cell, he was like, remember he broke out and he did it willingly this time he had to kind of think about it. He sat there for a while, staring at the key, contemplating whether he should do this and whether it was a trick or not. And right. then when he actually did get out, he was very cautious with everything that he was doing, knowing that it was it could be somebody playing a trick on him or a test by Negan. And then the second time, yeah, yeah. And then can I can I ask you a question real quick? Yeah. When he went into that room where he got the peanut butter and so forth. Mm-hmm. And they showed him staring at that like little model of a castle or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I what didn't. Was the, I didn't get what that. What was the relevance of that? I didn't get it. I think it was just because Christmas is coming. You know, it's like a little Christmas ornament. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know. I was thinking the same thing because it kind of <laughs> they focus on it and then they blurred it out and they went to a commercial. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what that so is it either. Looked like it was it looked like it was supposed to be important. Except uh, maybe and I couldn't tell if it was like a castle or a factory or something. I don't know. I mean, except maybe that he's trying to break out of Negan's castle. That's kind of what I was thinking. I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of a reach. I know. <laughs> I don't know what it was for, but I have yeah, no idea. I don't, I don't know. Well, I maybe, 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 you know, maybe Santa's one of our listeners knows. If if any of our listeners know or have an opinion on that, let us know. I'd be curious to find out. Hey, it's he, cute. They are in a factory, though, right? They are, they in, are a factory. in a factory. Yes. So, yeah. But back to my point. <laughs> um, when he killed Fat Joey, he... Fat Joey was eating lettuce. He was. He was eating a sandwich. But um, he pretty much didn't even hesitate. He just did it. Whereas before, he would have been like, I don't know. He did a little. Like, he hit him, and then Jesus was there, and then he... I thought he was going to stop at that point, and then he continued to hit him. He was brutal, I don't think he ever... I don't think he ever hesitated. I think he just started slamming on Fat Joey. Maybe they just focused, and Jesus was standing there. Yeah, I think Jesus coming in was, was more shocked at the fact that he didn't hesitate right. he didn't stop right um, that somebody from his past didn't make him the sight of somebody from his past didn't make him slow down at least you he know, just I, kept going i you know i can't fault him actually for that because it's like at that point i mean that's the isn't except that the, it was except it was fat joey yeah but uh. isn't that the same guy that that walked out there the last time he went to go steal a motorcycle i was yeah. i was thinking why the hell are you going to the exact same place I mean, he, not knowing, he well, may, he may king, not have known he was going to that place. Who knows? But he went uh, out there and the motorcycles there. Fat Joey came back out. Mm-hmm. And I would have killed anybody just so that there would not be a trail of where I went. Well, yeah. you, you know why You know why it was Dwight who gave him that? 
Hmm. Because it was the key to the motorcycle. Oh. That was the key that he gave him. It wasn't a key to a door or anything. It was the key to the motorcycle. Very good point. Good point. Okay. So that's why he went back there to get the bike. But how does he leave the compound with a loud-ass motorcycle? Very fast. <laughs> was, maybe, maybe you know, maybe he just pushed it out of there. I don't know. You know, did Jesus take started it up later? A bike too, or did he ride with him? <laughs> Where they keep all the prisoners and the exit to the compound mm-hmm. are all like right next to the fence. Okay, it's not. It's poor planning. I think it's just poor planning. <laughs> He had, he had Jesus on his dashboard. <laughs> Bobblehead Jesus going, yeah, 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 yeah. Go, go, go. Yeah, but we're led to believe that once he gets that bike out of the motorcycle corral right there, that he's free. He was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nobody yes. stopped him. Why not? Where mm-hmm. were the people well, on Jesus the Jesus got in there pretty easily. Jesus is a stealth ninja guy, though. He can yeah, walk through walls. stealth ninja guy. Yep. I don't know. That just seemed yep. a bit wonky to me that he could escape so easily. Oh yeah, you know, I I think a lot of people were kind of surprised he just showed up at the hilltop uh, at the end there. Yeah, I thought there would be more to the escape. I don't know but... that I was so surprised if Jesus was there though. No, not Jesus. No, but Jesus was there with Daryl when they got out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so he let him out. Yeah. Right. And then he led him to the hilltop. I don't. I mean, I'm not surprised he was at the hilltop. I'm just surprised right. he got out of the compound without. I mean, this this is what I'm saying. Like when Negan's not around, are a lot guys, of his guys like, dude, I don't care what you do. They're listening to music and eating food in that one room. That's why Big Joey was like, or Fat Joey, whatever his name is, is eating like a sandwich. Just that. There's the door. I'm not watching it. Go ahead and leave. You know, it was uh-huh. funny when that that one uh, chick hit on Spencer. She was like. I'll buy you a sandwich. It was like, these people are all yeah. about sandwiches in this compound. <laughs> there is a lot of sandwiches going on in the sanctuary. <laughs> a lot of pickling. Yeah. Well, they got, they're got. they making a lot of bread. Sandwich. They're making a lot of bread. They, they got a lot of veggies. Yep. You know, they got they got Walker pork. Was there a bakery there? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. They were making That's bread. What, don't you remember when Dwight stole the bread? Oh, yeah. In okay. the first sanctuary episode? Okay. Sorry. Yeah, makes <laughs> sense. They were cooking some bread. Bacon bread. Whatever. <laughs> mm, bacon bread. Mm. Oh, there's a thought. That would be yummy. But um God's finest meat. Bacon. I'm so happy that Daryl finally got out of there though. That's good, Kim. It kind of made my heart happy. <laughs> I you know, Kim, I, I wanna say almost that it was a little anticlimactic. Yeah. Well, I I mean, I'm, I ex- I would expect that Daryl getting out of there would be something that would bring the wrath of God down on everybody within a 40-mile radius. That's what I'm saying. How did he get out of there so easily? I know. I agree with you. I agree but Negan you. doesn't know he's gone yet, though. I was happy he got out of there. I, I was happy for the reunion in the end. Mm-hmm. And the team up. Yay, team up. That's coming. Uh, but. Agreed. It was know, too easy. Yeah. It was. Uh, Teasing aside. I think, you know, I think actually probably in, in the original script, there was probably more to it, mm-hmm. to the escape, mm-hmm. and maybe they just couldn't do it, because they had to have Spencer on there for a half hour. It was already 90 minutes, yeah. <clears throat> They're like, God, we got to get this dude out of this nasty sweatshirt, so we get more viewers. Exactly. Thank God. You're right. <laughs> he has a, I don't know, he's been, he's, what are we, on the seventh season? He still hasn't gotten any clean clothes. No, he still had the blood from the attack of Fat Joey on his face, I think, when he was at Hilltop, yes. and he had obviously been there for a little while, so... He did have a new a, a cloth. He did have a new shirt, though. Uh, he did have a new shirt, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So my favorite storyline of the whole episode was the Rick and Aaron uh, storyline. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited that they brought an element of mystery back to the show with mm-hmm. the weird guy that we don't know anything about. The foot. The foot. Mm-hmm. The mysterious foot and the eye. The the boot tied in in uh, in uh, electrical wires. Yeah, with the toes showing. Yeah, I mean, obviously not very good at tying it with a couple laces. Yeah, tons. Yeah. <laughs> laces evidently after the apocalypse are hard to come by. He, I mean, he didn't really have a whole lot of goods on that boat. So what was he really? Uh-huh. You think it was that guy? Yeah. Yeah, I think it could have been anybody else that just saw the. I think it's somebody too. different. Probably didn't, I think it's somebody different. Probably didn't see the panel that said assholes because they ripped that off to beat. The, <laughs> see, I I think that the owner of the which boat was very apropos. I think the owner of the boat was already dead. I mean, I thought he was the guy that was laying on. the Yeah, boat. he was. Gone. There was a guy laying on the boat. Yeah. Yeah. Even when Rick got pulled in by air and he landed on top of the dead guy. Yeah, they had the kind of like a, a plan view when they finally got on the boat. Oh, and I didn't was, see yeah, that. There was a guy just laying there. Oh. I did not notice that. Yeah, and he had like he had like a uh, like a battle belt on and so forth like that. So, you know, like survivalist type stuff on. So I wonder how he died. Maybe that guy was Maybe plotting and killed him from afar. How could he have or, gotten? Where he got bit? Maybe I don't know because the walkers are climbing all over the canoe yeah. and shit. Which incidentally, the walker that jumped out of the canoe. Scared the shit out of me. That was a great guy. Really? That was awesome. Really? You didn't see that coming? No. Oh my god. I. It was a, no. I didn't see it coming either. I thought it was a good gag though. That was really? great. But then, as soon as they showed that overhead view, looking down into the canoe with all the stuff piled up, I was like, "Oh, there's Walker under there." No way. That's not going to be easy. I didn't guess that at all. Actually, the only thing I was worried about at that point was the fact that Aaron like did not get on. To the canoe, he was pulled off the backside of the boat. Yeah. Oh, now that that was unexpected and scary. Moment. Yeah, because he yeah he went underwater. And it's just yes, like, oh, and shit. didn't come up for a while. But then he didn't get bit. Oh. All those walkers are in the water, and nobody bites him. Come well, on, you're not good. At you swimming. can push him away, but you don't know what's under the water. How deep is that water? Well, evidently there was something under the water, and he got away from it, kicked away from it, I guess, because that's what pulled him under. Oh man. I don't buy hey, it. Hey, it's Aaron. He's quick. Mm. He's spry. Mm. He's a spry guy. Well, I still don't buy it. But I love the whole obstacle course scenario where they had to get across the, the lake full of zombies, which... Right. Okay, so that boat had so many holes in it. And you're yep. telling me they didn't take on more water before the zombies they attacked? Took, they took on a lot of water. They were, they were in, you saw the whole thing was way low in the, in the water at that point. Just seems like it would have gone down faster. Well, and I don't think, you know, the thing is, is that really wasn't that great a distance. Seemed like it was from our perspective, but, but you're probably right in, in the scheme of things. It was probably not too far, but, um, I'm so glad. But you can see when, you can see when, when Rick flops into the, uh, into the canoe, uh-huh. when it's looking down from above. That boat, the other boat is almost full of water. Yeah, at that point, because the zombies have been attacking them and jumping on yeah, the boat. Yeah, but they've been taking water the whole time, too. Well, Come on now, Kim. I don't know. But I'm so glad that they didn't just make them very easily get across that the zombies actually attacked them and stuff. So 
mm-hmm. it made it it kind of renewed my faith <laughs> in the story and the and the writers that they aren't going to just try to pull one over on us and they're going to make it more realistic. You know what I mean? Right. And I love right. the fact that the pieces of board that they took off that sign, mm-hmm. one of them did say assholes and it was at the yes. pointy end, the pointy end as the kids would say, and he poinked the uh the walker in the eye with the asshole in. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. That's right. Exactly. I get him with the asshole. That was in. Aaron's. <laughs> I love you know, I love the fact that that Aaron kind of got in Rick's face a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, when Rick Rick was like, you know, if you want to sit this one out, that's okay. And Aaron's like, I'm gonna pretend I didn't hear that. Yeah, right. No, that was that was good. And I what I didn't like was how Rick seemed to be falling all over himself in the boat when they first got on the boat and he I was I like, Come on, that stab that stab <laughs> stab anything. Like, what are you doing, man? He's like falling all back uh, like he's never seen a zombie before. Well, he's, he's evidently not very good in the water. Yeah, that's true. Maybe that's why he was a sheriff in the middle of Georgia. He lost his sea um, legs. <laughs> yes, he did. He did. Aaron was evidently better equipped for it, even though Aaron did take a dip. Um, you know what other scene kind of got me during that whole little story part? When they were loading the truck full of the supplies, and they kept going uh-huh. back and forth, like going back to a basket, loading it onto the truck, going back to the basket, loading it onto the truck. And the camera would pan back and forth, and every time uh-huh. it would show Aaron with that road behind him. I swear to God, I was hoping for somebody to just all of a sudden just be standing there in that road mm. and scare the shit out uh-huh. of them and me. That would have been kind of cool. You're right. That would have been a kind of interesting thing. Like he comes by one time, you see someone standing there, and then he comes back by again, and they're gone. Exactly. That would have been cool. They missed something there. Yeah. That would have been a good scare element. A good horror movie element. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it would have been cool, especially after they ended with the guy's boot. Exactly. Stepping out. I guess the Savior's a lot stronger, though, because I think he and Aaron were double-timing each of those things, and the Savior's (laughs) pulling the containers off one at a time. I know. <laughs> well, that one guy was huge. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> they and haven't the, eaten in the, a while, you know. So and the the note, the note with the finger. <laughs> How stupid was that? Why would they leave that in the bucket? I mean, I'm sure think, they just forgot and didn't even think. Yeah, about he it, just but... he just absentmindedly just threw it back down again. He didn't Ugh, even think about it. Man, but, uh, huge faux pas. Yeah, those people have no sense of humor. I was hoping that there was something more to that, which that kind of leads back to what you were saying with this other guy, that maybe he was involved somehow with this boat, but that maybe there was a booby trap set up. Yeah. You know, like with this stuff. An explosion because, or something. Yeah, because it's like, well, screw you. You thought you won, but you didn't. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think, right, right. But I, it's probably I, just because I have you're a feeling, Yeah, I think it was just a vehicle so that Aaron can get his ass kicked. But, you know, um, we really don't know. I mean, the, the food might be tainted or poisoned, the Rick group didn't get to taste any of it or experience the 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 loot, you know. Now Negan's group is going to get it. Maybe that pisses Negan's group yeah. off even more because something's wrong with that stuff. Maybe. I, I, I just kind of have a feeling that it is what it is and we're done with that story. Um, you know, we saw the houseboat. We got the houseboat. We're done with the houseboat. Um, Spiced beer. That was just a quirky place to find supplies. <laughs> what yeah, it could be it could be spiced beer, <laughs> <laughs> or what was the stu- gluten free beer? Yeah, it could just be like yes. cases of gluten free beer. 
Negan Boy, be that like, would, holy shit, that would shit, piss what off the Negan, fuck is wouldn't this? it? <laughs> what is this gluten-free shit? I thought Rick was out getting shit done. <laughs> Bring this gluten-free shit. What do you think about this mysterious guy? Like, what's he gonna well, do? Well, I, I wanted to ask you. I mean, you having been the comic book reader. No, but see, that would. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to give away. I don't want to know anything. I just am curious. Is there a mysterious character? Not up until the point that I've read. Okay. So this is new. Yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping it's uh, TV specific. I hope it was just created for the TV show. Yeah, I think it was. So we get a completely different character. That's why I'm all excited about it uh-huh. because this is. I love when they add little mysteries to stuff. Like it's not just a cut and dry storyline. So this is not right. just like other Jesus. No. <laughs> you don't think maybe it's somebody that they left behind at one point? I have no idea. Maybe know. it's somebody from tr- Alexandria or something, but I don't. I doubt it. I'm sure it's somebody totally unrelated. I don't think it's from somebody from Alexandria, just because. I mean, that dude has his clothes were put together with wire, for God's sakes. Um, you know, all the people in Alexandria are pretty well dressed. Um, yeah, but this dude's been out there for a while. Right. You That's what I mean. Learn. I mean, is this somebody who's been following them? I don't. I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe. Maybe the governor's not really dead. Whatever. That's what I was just saying. Maybe it's somebody that's really bad at tying their shoes. Well, there's that. Well, I'm excited to see what happens with that. So what do you guys think of... um, Oh, great development with Spencer. Spencer the Mm -hmm. asshole. (laughs) I will tell you, that story was right out of the comic. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I heard something about that on the after show. I tell you what, though. I got to say, I... I never bought into the Spencer character. He just, he never, he, I don't know. I think he's a bad actor, to tell you the truth. <laughs> I just don't think it was very well done. Um, he was neither nice or, or particularly evil. Well, I mean, his scenes were just set up to be, you know, you don't like the guy at all. Until, yeah. Uh, I mean, he, he kind of started showing some purpose at the end there because he was saying he was going to go, when he was talking to Rosita, and he said he was going to go. Yeah, but do he was something. doing it. But it was he was doing it in spite. I mean, that was out of spite that he was doing that stuff for making fun of Rick. Well, Rick says we have to gather this, so yeah, I'm true. out there gathering it. Mm-hmm. You know, Rick says we got to give it away, so I'm giving it away. Well, in light of all the crap that Spencer has put everybody through, and especially the interactions between Rosita and Spencer, I find it highly unbelievable that Rosita would even entertain. The idea of having dinner with with him, with Spencer. Like, seriously, after all that? No, not happening. I thought that was actually like a flashback or something. You know how they were kind of morphing the house that was all destroyed into a clean house? And then he walks out into the kitchen and he's all clean, cleaned up and nice looking. I thought they were continuing with like a flashback story. No, completely incorrect. Well, let me ask you this. I thought it was also kind of odd, you know, if you're if you're saying that with Rosita, just with the whole Spencer giving his his pool table speech to to um, Negan, and everybody's watching, but no one's kind of cutting in on the fact that Spencer's ripping on Rick. Yeah, you know, but... Rosita's standing there. Rick's son's standing there. I wouldn't. All this- I don't think anybody's saying anything while Negan's around. I think they're no all scared way, shitless. Heck Even yeah. though they did all walk up on that that uh, 
that game. little gathering, yeah, that game, which was very surprising to me. I'll see yeah. all these people walk That's what out. I'm saying. I mean, I can't imagine why someone wouldn't have said, what are you talking about? Yeah. You know? With Negan around, I don't think anybody, I wouldn't say anything because you don't know what he's going to do, what he's capable of. I mean, you know what he's capable of, but you don't know what he's going to do or he's going to lash out on. Okay, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Here's the other thing. None of them look like they were particularly pissed either. I mean, Carl didn't look like he was furious about what, what uh, Spencer was saying. Rosita didn't look like she was furious. They were just kind of watching. And I'm kind of like, what? Here's this guy telling telling Negan about why, you know, Rick should have been killed. Well, they've been, yeah, but they're in a situation where they've been scared shitless of this guy the entire time. I mean, it's not. I it has, they were scared that shitless. It has nothing to do. Yeah, they are. Are you kidding me? They <laughs> they have nothing to say to Negan the whole time when they're making when they're having spaghetti and shit with him when he's telling I them that have, okay you need to set up another table or another seat I mean it, I would rather have seen I I mean I was expected to see Carl and Rosita looking absolutely furious okay well over what was being said uh, well she the did other pull a gun and shoot him well that was after the yeah. other thing though is that. They're used to Spencer being an asshole. And yeah, but that was pretty extreme. Yeah, but then, <laughs> but, but not too long after he starts going into that, Negan says, You know, what the hell are you doing? Exactly. I mean, I think that right. I he think calls that him out on it. them knowing how much of an asshole Spencer is and what kind of a person he is, just let it play out. I, I was totally on board with what they were all doing. Let it play I don't out think any and of them see. That. No, of course they don't expect it. They don't expect him to be gutted right in the middle of the street playing a play a game of pool. But he's gonna put his foot in his mouth because he always does. And Negan is such a hothead who can't control himself. Well, he can, but you know he is a hothead. Who knows what's gonna happen? Well, let's put it in in, in uh, this frame when Tara does come up and volunteer and says, "Let me bring this in." Olivia's right. like, "No." You know, because I'm, I'm gonna. I said I was gonna watch Judith, and uh, I, I promised Rick that I would watch Judith. And we're getting ready to sit down. So she's pretty much saying, like, I don't want to put you in this uh-huh. position because the position of sitting down with this guy, he's a loose cannon. You don't know what mm-hmm. he's gonna do based on if you drop a fork, right? If uh-huh. anything happens. So they're all scared. Well, but I- at the same time, when you get back to this confrontation between him and Spencer. He calls him out on on what he's doing pretty quickly, you know. Uh, it took a little while. It took a little while. They were they were talk, chatting it up for quite a while before. Oh, I think Spencer was chatting. He it actually up turns before right, Negan responds, and re- Negan says, "Right, yeah." You know, Negan says something and calls him out on him directly. No, but Negan was trying to feel him out. I think Negan Negan knew what was going on. No, no, no. I'm not saying I'm not saying anything about what Negan said. I'm talking about what Spencer. I said. I know. This is what I'm saying. Spencer's what Spencer was saying should have pissed off the people immensely. They should have had at least a close up of Carl's furious face or or Father Gabriel's or something. Everybody's just kind of standing around watching. The reason why I bring it up is that's not the only time in the episode that that happened. Okay, when did it happen? <laughs> that that their expressions just didn't seem to fit the position. I mean, at the at the get together at the end. Oh, that was sappy have, and stupid. Well, you also have you have Rosita and um Sasha. Sasha standing next to each other and smiling at each other. And I'm thinking Rosita just had just had Olivia killed. And had uh, what's his name, hairdo dragged away, and she's <laughs> over here, and, and she's and she's smiling. 
I, I can't imagine why she would be smiling about anything. I just thought well, the expressions in the show were actually kind of odd. Well, that situation, they were just, that was just an acknowledgement of, we're okay, right, sister? And she's like, yeah, we're okay. I don't think they were smiling. She nodded at her. It was no, a, she was smiling it, it before was not, that. She was smiling before she even did that with, with her. Because they're smiling. happy to be together. They have a mission now. She just That's, got somebody killed. It, I know that, but you it's Spencer ju- and Olivia. Who cares? Okay, Scott, you were just all happy about the team coming back together, which in <laughs> itself am. is Very about as cheesy about as it can get. Without a and doubt. It's time for a team up. <sighs> that I The end scene, I totally agree with you, was the sappiest scene of the entire series, probably. And probably the worst scene of the entire series. I felt like there should have been kumbaya music in the background or like some sort of sappy 70s music like uh, the Coca-Cola song or something singing. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Everybody Uh, running across a field and dancing. Yeah, holding hands. Uh Yeah, totally. But the point (laughs) of the matter is. Well, that was when, yeah, when Rick and Daryl came together. I was like, oh, God. Well, that was sweet. I started crying Yeah, but they're like, it was a. What was up? And then they were like, how again? What's up? What's up? What's up? up? That part I liked. That was very sweet. I was crying. Uh, But But the rest of them going around in a circle and doing the old, like, happy face nod. Yeah. yeah, It's kind of like. Stupid. It's kind of like from the movie Airplane when the the girls play in the music, the nuns play the music, everybody's looking at each other and smiling. Yeah. Well, they need to pan like to a zombie stand there with thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> with the skin around his teeth that has, exactly. has rotted away, so he's, he's like, smiling. He turns, he turns to the camera and he goes, hey. <laughs> you know, that would be great. <laughs> or, or you see the governor rise up over the wall and give him the big thumbs up. <laughs> pan out with the Looney Tunes. <laughs> <laughs> Stu, Stu. That's they why I'm not a writer. They could have improved that scene. <laughs> yeah, was, could have. That, that stuff would have been perfect. <laughs> oh, my God. Talk about a mid-season finale. <laughs> People would be like, what the hell just happened? Was I taking acid? <laughs> oh, man. Bill Murray shows up and starts talking to everybody and so forth. And they're like, what the hell? The zombie Bill Murray from... Exactly. Um, Yes, oh, from Zombieland. Thank you. Oh my god, that would be so funny. <laughs> <laughs> but at least they are all together. That's why they're happy. Yeah. Because yeah. they know Maggie's okay, baby's okay. Hey, there's Daryl, he's okay. And, and he's got a new got, outfit. And he's got new clothes, new shoes. Um and and they're getting together and they have a purpose now and they know they're not going to be defeated. Uh-huh. Like, as long as they stand together, they're not going to be defeated. Right. And now so, let's all hold hands. So, okay, I, I, <laughs> one thing before, I mean, yeah, we're back at Hilltop, but I wanted to actually, before we got too far away from the Negan yes. confrontation thing, when he starts naming off the things that he did for Rick, when Rick's finally there and he's like, why don't you say thank you? I actually kind of agreed right. with Negan. Because he could have really bit. screwed him up big time. He could have killed his son. Oh, or Judith, yep. Yeah, I mean, he could have, and he, he could have done a hell of a lot more than he did. Oh, he and he could have gone along with Spencer. He could have gone yeah, along with right. what Spencer wanted. 
He killed Spencer off. I mean, yep, killed off the uprising. True. That's true. Yeah. Okay, but we're really reaching on that. Um, <clears throat> I don't think I would have said thank you. No, no. But I'm just saying, when he started saying that stuff, I was like, yeah, for how brutal this guy is. Rick's actually pretty lucky that he has as much respect for him as he does. I actually would have liked if Rick, in in all his fury, just go, "Thank you." <laughs> yeah, but he did say, "Okay, take your your shits by the your gate shits by the gate here. Get out of here." Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he was um, he wasn't uh-huh. holding, he was holding back, but I mean, he was oh yeah having a damn hard time doing it. So well, I mean, we didn't even talk about the fact that Aaron just got the shit kicked out of him. Oh yeah, right. Which I thought. Like, was that really necessary? No, but that's the whole point. That I mean, it was ugh, it was just brutal. Was it was gutting Spencer necessary? No, no, but it was pretty awesome the way he did it. But the line was good. <laughs> the line was you, very good. You don't have any guns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, although, yeah, at first I thought he said you don't have any guns, and then he cut him. No, he, was... <laughs> he didn't see any guns in there. No, but lots of guts. That was really <laughs> cool right. that he actually held his own guts. When he died. Why is it when somebody gets their guts cut out, they're always like... Because they're heavy, <laughs> and there's lots of them, and they're slippery. And Negan's like, I have never been so wrong in my life. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, I, I got one more quick question about the, the, the all that and the get-together and so forth. Why are Rick and, and Carl still walking around with holsters on when they have no guns? Oh, because, you know, he's a lawman, and... They feel weird without their gun, so... Um, uh, empty holster? Were you going to stick a banana in there or something? You might find a gun in the road. That well, could be useful. You never yeah. know when you're going to need a banana. You never know. Mm-mm. Knife? Put a knife in there, maybe? And Carl is his son, so live and learn. Well, another part we've not <laughs> talked about at all are um, Morgan and Carol at the at uh, the, kingdom. No, the kingdom. No, the kingdom. <laughs> At the kingdom, <laughs> and their their talk with um oh what's the fellow's name from he's like the second and lieutenant to uh King Ezekiel e- Richard 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 is it Richard? and Richard confronts him and and about trying to convince King Ezekiel to attack the sanctuary so mm-hmm, right. a, a preemptive attack mm-hmm. I you know one thing I'm having a little bit of problem with is I'm still not quite sure what. What is the deal with Carol? She doesn't want to be responsible for anybody or anything anymore. Then yeah. why doesn't she get the hell out of the county? I mean... Because you know, she still wants... She still needs that connection with people. She if doesn't want to see anybody. No, she invited Morgan into her house. Of course she wants to see people. But she keeps and telling them, tell them I'm not even here anymore. And she's you know? living I mean, in a house on the outskirts of town. So she wants I mean. to be separated, but she doesn't want to be quite that separated. Right. She still needs companionship. So even though he is dropping food off at her door, which she told him she doesn't want, she's totally lying. She's totally lying. That's why she asked him to come inside the house. Okay, so what's her deal then? Because she's she's still trying to get through the fact that they've killed and she has killed so many people. And now she's starting to respect life. Plus, who, the hell, it. who the hell oh is she going to bake casseroles for? <laughs> I know. I don't know. I don't get it. I mean, I think oh, it's kind of a lame storyline. At this point, you're never going to get it. <laughs> I won't. I won't. I don't buy it. It just doesn't make any sense to me. And if she wants to be, you know, she left... 
She left Alexandria and went out on the road. She was going to get lost. She was going away. So why is she sticking around the kingdom? She she has expressed repeatedly that she doesn't want to be around people. Because so why she hang around? Morgan and the kingdom represent peace and freedom to her. Because Morgan is not someone who's going to go off and just kill all willy-nilly. And neither is King Ezekiel. But she has stated repeatedly she wants nothing to do with them. She doesn't want to have anything to do with their lives. She doesn't want to have anything to do with their deaths. She said that. Yeah, but you know what? People say a lot of stuff and don't mean it. And I think at first she did mean it. But now that she's come to know Ezekiel and Morgan better, she understands that being with somebody... Being with other people is important. You can't survive on your own. She's gotten so much food from King Ezekiel and from Morgan. She can do, she doesn't even have to leave the house anymore. She can she just She doesn't seem chill. very appreciative. She no. doesn't seem very appreciative. Well, she not, seems to be like, you need to leave me alone. Well, and I yeah, think Morgan, Morgan gave her that house, uh, like symbolically to say, okay, this is your own place and you're not dependent on our society. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so even though it is outside mm-hmm. of the walls of the kingdom, it's more symbolic, like, stay near us, but, like, you Take know, this your is time. yours, but it's your own, and no one's going to bother you. But, I mean, she knew it was right there, too. Right. So she stayed there. I don't know. I it's don't a know. safe way to be alone. She's the one who found that house. I mean, she she saw that house with the, remember, with the walker in it. That's the first time she even hooked onto that house. She saw the walker in the window. Right, but Morgan's the one that marked it, and he's the he one that cleaned it. Well, he didn't clean it. She's the one no, who killed the walker. She cleaned it. But still, right. he marked it, and he's the one that brought her there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think he did. He did. Yeah. So it's a safe way for her to be alone, but also be close enough where they can help her if needed. Because yeah. he convinced her to stay there. Yeah. Saying, listen, you're not in the kingdom. He actually can, had a conversation with her to stay like you stay here because, you know, it is, you're, you're, you're not dependent on us. We're not dependent on you. Because mm-hmm. I think that was her thing, but I don't. I don't know. I don't know where that storyline's going. I think there's more development that definitely has to happen. But obviously, we're seeing a heck of a lot more from their previews of what's happening mm-hmm. next season. Because talk about your team up, right? Right. I I, I have to admit though, that's the, you know that storyline there to me is is really kind of bogged down. I'm ready to have Carol just get back into the fold and stop doing this mess because it just seems like a drag. Well, well, go ahead. You you have to remember too that sh- they still don't know about Glenn or Abraham. Oh, sure, without. A and doubt. when she finds out about Abraham, I mean, when she finds about a Glenn, she's uh-huh. probably going to change her tune. That's when she's going to like rip her shirt off, and she's going to have like a superhero. <laughs> thing on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, you don't think so. Uh, I mean, I am curious, like, what happens next episode you know to make her change her mind and go into the fold of fighting for what I'm curious about everybody's like Maggie at the hilltop and the hilltop people and the Alexandria people. We've got our group, right? Mm -hmm. That's the mainstay of our show. What are all these other people at the hilltop and Alexandria even? I mean, do we, do we even know that they're going to even get behind these guys to fight? Well, if you, if you notice at the end of this thing, they're marching on, um, what's his name's house on the hilltop. Yeah. On Gregory's house. But I mean, Gregory's house, because they're going to be, they're going to be taking, they're going to be taking Gregory down. They're going to be either telling him he's going to join or he's going to be out. Mm -hmm. But that, the, the, okay. The weird thing to me was, okay, at hilltop, 
the start of the show was Gregory out there trying to like polish in an apple. Yeah. And this other guy that's on the wall with Maggie mm-hmm. is like, mm-hmm. what's wrong with you, man? Like, don't you know right. she's pregnant? Like, obviously doesn't really have any respect for Gregory either. So did no. the people at the hilltop have respect for Gregory? And then the same thing at Alexandria. Here's Spencer standing up to try and take over Alexandria. But do the people of Alexandria even follow this guy? No. No, no. they don't. But the, and but you could what you could see for as far as the hilltop goes, and they had several points in the show they pointed it out, is that the people are considering Carol to be in charge, not Gregory. And Gregory's no, losing his power. Or, or Maggie, excuse me, Maggie being in charge, and, and uh, Gregory's losing his power. Um, that's like, like you said, that guy stood up to him and kind of like, what's wrong with you, man? And they also, someone brought her the apple pie, yeah, you know, and stuff like that. They're, they're turning towards Maggie. But even before that, Jesus said that they all kind of mm-hmm. looked to him for answers, not Gregory. Yeah, but right. I'm a, I understand He's kind of a that. figurehead. But what I'm saying is that in the plot, they're kind of building up that, okay, well, we're going to bring these three communities together. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't even seem like the community of Hilltop or Alexandria is even behind anybody. They're just kind of following. And plus, it doesn't seem like those people can fight anything. So is it even useful? I think the I think the implied, the implied action with um, the Hilltop is that the people at the Hilltop are turning towards Maggie. And they will do whatever and, she says, right? And that that will stand um, behind that him. Gregory is Gregory has lost his position, and it's going to further deteriorate. And I would imagine when we come back, when they actually do march up to Gregory's place, it's going to be usurping him of his power. Mm-hmm. You know, he he will maybe you know stand up to him, and they'll say, "Well, then you're done," mm-hmm. and and Maggie will take over. I would imagine that's what our next step is, and then of course we'll have they'll get together with. The kingdom, and now we'll have all three of those groups together. I wonder about the Amazon women if they'll come into play. Well, Santara, Miss Santara over there. If they need backup, maybe she'll go get them. All I'm saying is, it doesn't seem like there's enough people. In, there's not not enough people with like that that seem like they're Willing into to this. Fight. Yeah, that they're uh-huh. into this thing. Implied action, Scott. You're asking for specifics here, and you're talking about implied action. What uh-huh. the hell? Maybe they just didn't have enough background actors that day. Maybe. Could be. And they were all in the pool. Yeah. Or they were all standing out on the road when uh when uh Michonne's buddy was showing her who is Negan. Oh, I forgot about the Michonne part. Yeah. Well that's because not much really happened. <laughs> what was that it all really about? Did. <laughs> I yeah, I didn't get the idea of uh oh, I, I what was the girl out there for? Was she trying to escape? I thought she was uh, like a like a, a scout. The scout, yeah. Yes, yeah, possibly a scout, but she didn't tell her anything. And then when she got there, she's like, "All right, there's a silencer in the glove compartment. You say you yeah. kill me." But yeah, I didn't. Yeah, why did she commit suicide though? That's what I don't get. I mean, unless she was trying to escape, and she knew if she got back there, it was going to be over for her anyway. She was uh, doing her job, got caught, and then she was like, "Well, you're going to kill me anyways." I guess she was trying to help Michonne in some way. I don't know. She obviously well, she didn't her, want to be part of it. She gave her an out. I mean, she gave yeah. her an out. Yeah. So she committed suicide in essence. The redhead. Yeah. And I didn't. I didn't. I. I. For the life of me, I couldn't figure out why. I don't know. I didn't understand. The that conversation question. all seemed to be that. It just seemed to me that that girl was trying to escape Negan's group. I mean, that's why she was out there by herself. That's why she wouldn't tell her why she was out there by herself. Yeah, but it was odd that she was she wouldn't tell her any information, yet 
Michonne was trusting that she was taking her to the right place. You know, it's like she's not even talking mm-hmm. to her or answering any simple question, yet she's letting right. her drive. Right. Well, I think she, you <laughs> know, think. tells me that she was just, she was intending to show Michonne that there's nothing you can do about this. Yeah, that's what I got out of that, too. But I didn't understand why she would, why she would tell Michonne to kill her. But just, I don't know. I mean, maybe we'll find out more. Maybe not. I, I kind of have a feeling we may not. I think we're supposed to, I think we were supposed to understand what that was about. But yeah. I didn't get it. I didn't yeah. understand. Well, my shirt sure did look tough as hell until she saw the oh, compound. Yeah. And then she yes. was like slumping back. and Yeah. She was like, oh, crap. There mm-hmm. really is a lot of them. <laughs> She's like, this is going to be a little tougher than I thought. All right. We'll be back in a minute to further discuss this, the mid-season finale. All right, everybody, we're back. Um, we're getting ready to do our hit or miss segment, which I know just makes Kim thrilled to the end. Um, so, Kim, why don't you get us started? What was your hit of the episode? Well, all of my things I've kind of already said, but my favorite hit of the episode was the was the mystery dude with the boots. <laughs> why are okay. you laughing? It sounds like a Scooby-Doo episode. <laughs> where's the mystery machine (laughs) well this whole episode just brings me back to seasons past and um it's kind of going away from the previous episodes that we've had during season seven and so i feel like they're finally coming back to a real storyline that's kind of interesting and throwing in this mystery guy like that's a as far as I know, that's not in the comic. So it's not something that I'm expecting. It's something that I'm kind of looking forward to see where they go with it. Who is this guy? What's he going to do? How does he play into everything? And why are his shoes so horrible? <laughs> is this only because it has... Is this only because and what's that lattice pa- patch he's got on there? <laughs> is this only because it has nothing to do with the comic? So like everything else was kind of dealing with the comic or comparative to the comic? Well, I think part of it is that I'm so disillusioned with Negan's character. I was expecting so much from that character. And the fact that he's so over-the-top theatrical has kind of disappointed me. Yeah. And so I'm kind of excited to see something that's new and exciting and refreshing. And diverting. Yeah. 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 Although, I mean, the... This episode and the last episode, I was really happy with the way Negan was portrayed, where he was not so over the top. And I think he was, I mean, it was better. better. It was definitely better. Yeah, yeah better. I, I think he, uh, Negan, not even reading the comic, just from like looking at just some of the imagery and stuff, always seemed like he would be more brutish or something. Like there's mm-hmm. there's something different about him, mm-hmm. in, in, and I think that's the thing that had bothered me from. The last episode is just maybe it's Jeffrey Dean Morgan's portrayal of him 
and I don't. Are you saying it. maybe they should be like like one of the guys from Guns of Anarchy or something like that? Maybe, maybe so, or maybe I'm just seeing the actor too much. Maybe that's uh-huh. the problem. Maybe it's just because you know he's he's very well known, um, and maybe I'm just seeing you know other characters that he's played before. And this one is very. Um, I don't know. He's, he's, I think. I think I think he's playing I think he's playing Negan. I really do. I mean, I think I think he's playing the Negan from the comic books. The problem I'm having is I don't like the Negan from the comic books. I I I mean, I expected a lot more and you know, this gallivanting clown is not Well, me okay, I think it's a good word. I think he's much too clownish. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, I think there's not as much um uh you know respectful you know, uh, dominant dominance that he uh-huh. has, you know, I think I th- he doesn't seem to have, it's, it's much, it's, there's too much clowning around. Maybe that's what it is. There's, there's not enough fear of him until he kills somebody. Right. I mean, I was kind of hoping that they would do like they did with King Ezekiel, where he was over the top the first time you meet him. And then he explained himself and then he kind of mellows out, you know, I was hoping right. that Negan would be like that. But it seems to me, though, that... But I think he's going that direction. I've only, you know, I've, I've not read the comics, but I have seen images of Negan in the comics and so forth. And he seems to be that that is what Negan is in the comics. He there's is. Not a whole lot of, there's not a whole lot of depth to the character. He's kind of a loud clown. Um, every It seems like most of the drawings I've seen show him, like, from this false perspective, looming over people. Yeah, right. Um, but he's also he is, larger than life. And I think that's kind life. of what Jeffrey Morgan's trying to do, you know? And I mean... I just don't care for the character all that much, to tell you the truth. I love the character in the comic. And I think in the comic, he's portrayed as larger than life. He's always like, uh-huh. he's a big, brutish kind of guy, but also with a soft side. And uh-huh. I don't think that we've really seen that too much yet. I think part of the problem too, maybe, Kim, is that Jeffrey Dean Morgan is pretty thin right now. Well, exactly. I mean, I that's what I'm talking about. I don't know if he lost a lot of weight for a, for a role or something like that, but that's not the Je- you know that's not the Jeffrey Dean Morgan I saw in uh, you know where he played the clown the uh, the Joker no the clown yeah the comedian the comedian, the comedian. right yes I mean he was big huge in that thing mm-hmm. yeah you know well and I think that's where I'm saying he's just not very dominating but he is mm-hmm. very physically but he's very dominant yeah but he's very flamboyant. In this, uh-huh. you know, and uh, right, I don't know. It's it just yeah. I still contend there. I agree with you, Stu. I mean, I still contend that there's no way that this that more people haven't taken a shot at this guy. Exactly. Right. I agree. And when you he know. gets shot at, it's like, well, hell yeah! Like, why are you so surprised? Right. I mean, I can't. I can't imagine a guy like that would be alive this long. I mean. You know, it just wouldn't. It just wouldn't happen. I mean, thank you, the Lucille. only reason he was still alive is because Lucille blocked Rosita's bullet. Well, I can imagine if this guy's acting like this to everybody, he's had more than just Rosita's bullet shot at him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, so that's why I'm, I'm kind of excited for something a little bit different. I mean, I'm also excited for the all-out war to happen. Like that was mm-hmm. one of my favorite um, issues of the comic. But yeah, so mystery man. Okay. With no shoes. Stu, what was your what was your hit? Back to Mystery Man. Mm-hmm. No, um, my my hit was actually um, Olivia getting shot. 
because it was completely shocking. <laughs> I thought it was like I thought it was a great move by the writers because it was just mm-hmm. like it came out of nowhere, and you never thought that Olivia was going to get shot out of anybody. Right. Um, I mean, she kind of put herself in harm's way throughout the episode, and then to just be randomly gunned down because someone had to get killed. And she was standing right. furthest away. Yeah, like, I mean, she was really Carl. far away. I mean, you thought, well, oh, there's Carl. Oh, nope, Olivia, right in the eyeball. Um, yep. I thought, yeah, it was it was very shocking and uh, kind of pulled on the heartstrings, even more so than yeah. Spencer, because I think we spent 10 or 15 minutes talking about Olivia being killed at the starting of this podcast. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think we mentioned Spencer the entire time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was it was kind of a tough one, but it was... It was a, mm-hmm. a good, um, good move by mm-hmm. the writers. Right. I would, I would say my hit was Negan getting scared. Mm. I thought that was great. I mean, I, I love seeing Negan about peeing his pants, <laughs> and and I thought that that was, you know, for once I felt like okay, there's a genuine emotion. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a that character has now shown us a genuine emotion, mm-hmm. and that emotion was I'm scared shitless because someone just took a shot at me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I should not be standing here now. And I So that was my hit. That was my hit. That's a good one. And and I can't believe that he did not exact revenge himself instead of having one of his minions do it. Well, I think he was about to. I really do. I think he was really just about to smash her head in with Lucille and he and he stopped himself. Yeah. Cuz he he wanted to find out about the bullet. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, still. All right. So, Kim, what was your miss? Um, Again, we've already talked about this, but um, it was the whole Spencer Rosita storyline. I felt that out of anything that was done during this entire episode, that storyline was so unbelievable that it did not belong in the episode. And I felt like the writers Mm. were kind of setting us up for the Spencer death to be kind of more emotional than it was. Like, Rosita has now lost three people that are important to her. Abraham, um, Spencer, and Eugene. But Spencer, she could, like, five seconds ago, she could have cared less about Spencer. So, mm-hmm. I just don't, I don't get it. I don't think she was upset about Spencer. I don't think she was particularly upset about that. I think she was furious at the situation no, and took a shot that's at what I'm saying. That, but That's what I'm saying. Like, I... I feel like the writers were trying to set us up to think she was going to be upset about it. Mm, right, right, right. I got you. But she's not. Why would she be? He's an asshole. Right. And he's <laughs> treated everybody like like they're shit. And so, and she she even told him that she's using him. And then he's still like, right. oh, you want to come over for dinner? Like, fuck you, dude. Like, I just told you I'm using you. Grow some balls and man up. That's what I'm right. saying. He has no backbone. I, I mean, I would even, I would, e- I would even contend, <laughs> Kim, that that she was a bigger jerk to him than he was to her. She was, or that he, or he was to anybody. Well, she was she more was a real jerk to him. She was more honest to him. Yeah, but she's a bitch. Well, that's fine. <laughs> you gotta admit. Well, yeah, she was. You gotta admit. He's just spineless. Like oh sure. But I do not believe for one second that she really wanted to have dinner with him or whatever would happen to follow. So. Right. All right, Stu, your miss. Um, I'd have to say, okay, my ori- my original miss was Spencer getting killed because I thought okay. he was a good kind of annoyance 
<laughs> to everybody, you know, especially within Al- uh-huh. within Alexandria. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he really like I think after your explanation, Scott, like he's kind of a worthless character. He wasn't really doing anything. So my next miss is that Fat Joey got killed. <laughs> because there doesn't seem to be any point to it. I don't think there was. Because um, Daryl's going to meet up with all them. And like you said, they're all hugging and everything's great. And like I don't, I don't know that uh, Daryl killing him off with Jesus watching really is going to have any effect on the storyline. Especially since Joey was probably the only nice person there. Yeah, right. Yeah, he was just you like, know? I'm just trying to get by too, man. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know that he really needed to be killed. Of course, when I noticed, you know, I, I didn't realize it the first time I watched it, but the second time I watched it when I realized that uh, Fat Joey was walking around with Rick's gun, though. Yeah. Yeah, he, oh, well, he did get the gun back. That's true. Yeah. Um, no, I, I've still, that's actually the one I wrote down originally, then I marked it out, and no. my biggest one for me is Carol being a dick. <laughs> that's that's just that's just a big miss. That's a miss for me. I, I don't. I just or she's just kind of completely off-putting and like. Just yeah, I mean, just spurring everyone away. Like, yeah, just either join or you know, poop or get off the pot. I mean, right. God, don't just linger. <laughs> I agree with you on that. She's I a lingerer. <laughs> lingerer. She's a floater. Oh she is God. a floater. <laughs> so, anyway, that's hit or miss. I'm sure you're thrilled you got to hear that. Um, <laughs> hey, I, I did want to ask you guys something, thinking back to uh, episode seven. Okay. Um, Carl Carl having to sing for his life. I think he's saying, what, you are my sunshine? Yes. Right, because that's all he could think of. I wanted to ask you, if you were in that position, what song would you sing? Stuart. Help by the Beatles. <laughs> Mm. Nice, nice. Okay, but I had, to think, I had to think about that. Yeah, help, or maybe even beat it by Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Kim, what what was yours? What would be your song? Well, this sounds very um, not creative, but. Uh-huh. You Are My Sunshine is actually the one that I would sing because really, that was the song that my mom used to sing to me when I was a kid growing up, and I sang it to all our kids. So it's always been a very important song to me. And so that's the first song that popped into my head. And when he actually started singing that, I was like, oh. You started crying again. No, I did not cry. Okay. But I do have to point out that (laughs) when... uh, Rick and Daryl were hugging. Kim started crying. I already told you that. <laughs> okay. I already said that. Everybody knows. Well, I just want—I want to make a nice red dot point to that one. <laughs> right. Right. Nice. Nice. Whatever, man. And I looked over. I was like, "You gotta be kidding me." What about you, Scott? <laughs> um, believe it or not, and I—I'm I, the one who came up with this question, and I've had the question for a couple of days. But this is the very first song that came into my head when I thought about that. Mm-hmm. Was. Sympathy for the Devil from the Rolling Stones. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah, because that's, I mean, that's Negan, man. Yeah, it is. I don't think Carl would come up with something like that. No, no, but Carl's not me. That's true. That's true. Carl's a child. That's a good one. (laughs) Anyway, I thought that was kind of a fun question to ask. Um, Also, um, last week, 
I was reading an article. There's evidently, uh, I think a lot of our listeners are aware of, of discussion on several of the news channels and so forth about the uh, dropping ratings of The Walking Dead. Right. And how this season has, um, I think it's experienced some of the lowest ratings since like 2003 or four since or something like three. that. Season three, yeah. Yeah. Um, or yeah, season three, excuse me. Um, and they were discussing some points on, this was an article by uh, Brian Lowry on CNN from uh, December 7th. Now keep in mind, this was, I read this after last episode. I have no idea what the ratings were for the mid-season finale. They may have been great. They may have not been great. I have yeah, no clue. That's Kim's but job. This, right. But this was pertaining to everything up to that point. And, um, and they brought up several interesting questions as to what may be the reasons for this. And I thought it might be interesting to discuss a couple of these things. Okay. Um, the number one they bring up is too much violence. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also an addendum to this. There is um, too much violence or the kind of violence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This agreed. is the one I'm more, I'm more agreed to is that the way I look at it is they didn't quite state this, but the way I've always kind of, or I've been kind of put off by this a little bit is most of the violence in the past on the show has been directed at walkers and, you know, non real creatures. Right. Most of the violence from this, from this uh, series has been directed to people. Mm -hmm. And I do think that's a bit of a turnoff. This, you know, the, the, the walkers always, you could always, you know, as Stephen King stated about the monster, why we like monster stories is because we can always see the zipper on their back. Right. We can see the zipper on the back of the, of the, of the walkers. We don't see the zipper of the back of uh, Olivia or Glenn or, Mm -hmm. or, you know, any of these, Abraham, any of these that we've seen killed viciously. Well, except for the big eyeball. Except for the big eyeball. Yeah. Uh, but you had, you had the same issue with uh, Terminus, too, which I did, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was, was a little bit too Yeah, the, the start of Terminus with the trough scene, mm-hmm. which was very brutal. And, uh, yeah, I, and, and you know what's interesting, though, with this, specifically with this episode, when he guts Spencer, I can't say that I was quite as turned off by it and i, I wasn't I, yeah and i think it was because of how brutal the very first episode was to this season I, think it's, I, I agree with you i think partly like, that and I, also, I also think we've seen it enough that kind of thing happen enough with the walkers yeah you know, but they really split them open and then stuff falling out of them and so forth it's you know it was pretty damn brutal though it was brutal but also you gotta think about Spencer as a character, he's not somebody that everybody really likes that much anyways so uh, like, as a viewer. Uh, yeah, so he's like inconsequential. But but even when Olivia gets shot, it's kind of like, eh. But Olivia's endearing. Everybody yeah. loves Olivia. Maybe it was when Spencer, like when the intestines were falling, he was like started chewing on them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And he had a cigarette. Yeah. That was pretty bad. That was cool when Spencer became a, a walker. But yeah. I digress. Yeah. But um, Actually, I did. Anyways, so... <laughs> I don't, and and part of it is because we're kind of, even just eight episodes, we're, we're eight episodes in, right? Mm-hmm. Eight episodes yeah. in, and there hasn't been too much brutality from Negan yet in terms of killing, besides Abraham and Glenn, but we're almost used to it by now, and we're expecting it to happen. So when he does kill Spencer, it's like, eh. Oh, yeah. 
But if he if he had bashed his head in, that would have been uh-huh. totally different. Well, I thought he was going to take Eugene out. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I thought he was going to turn around and just take him out with the bat. Because he was like, because he was talking to Lucille yeah. at that point. He was like, like, oh. Please give me strength. Yep. You know, actually, let me let me just say something real quick. When when Daryl killed Fat Joey and bashed his head in, mm-hmm. I actually cringed. Remember, I was like, "Oh God, why mm-hmm. did they do that?" But they didn't show any of it, right? Right, right. They did not show any of it. They just showed the brutality of it. And but even then, I was like, "Oh God!" But I think it's the brutality of what Negan has been doing, also that makes it so much worse than what we've experienced in the past. And not only that, I mean, I guess, you know, part of the problem I've had with it is, is why do people think it's necessary to show that? I mean, how is that propelling the story forward? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to hate Negan anymore because he bashed in Glenn's head just because I got to see Glenn's big eyeball. Um, I, you know, if he's whacking away at Glenn and Glenn's, and I know Glenn's dead, that's just as devastating. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's almost like, you know, it's like these slasher films where it doesn't propel the story. It's just because people want to see guts and gore. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see it's I don't see it as being necessary to the storytelling. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just almost it's almost like they're challenging the 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 rating system and so yeah. forth. And I I just I just think it's I think it's hollow and and kind of lame, to tell you the truth. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like what I was saying about Negan's character as a whole. Like, show that one episode and then tone it down. Bring it back a notch. And don't don't be over the top anymore. Maybe here and there, but you don't have to do every killing where it's like major gore and brutality. Yeah, but they I, say, oh, well, it was in the comic. It's like, well, you know what? It doesn't have to be You shown, have though. creative license. Like, the, come on. TV is a different medium from the comics. Exactly. Yeah. Comments are going to show differently than than TV or movies it's, are. It's actually almost more impactful to not. Show I would almost. Stuff. I would almost say that we're still prob- talking about it. I would say <laughs> probably the most the the most tense moment of that episode wasn't even those killings. The most tense moment of that episode was when he almost forced Rick to cut Carl's arm off, mm-hmm. and that right. didn't happen. Yep. And that exactly. didn't happen. But that was yep. the scariest part of that episode. Mm-hmm. I agreed. And, you know, even even if they are going to show stuff like that, I'm going back to the brutality again. Showing him hit somebody on the head once or twice, okay, we get the point. But mm-hmm. to show him hitting somebody continuously over and over and over and over again. And that's then to show the like, head being hit continuously right. over and over and over again. That's when it's like, oh, God, seriously? Because that's when you start imagining. If they if they stay on somebody that long, that's when your own brain starts working and you start imagining like, okay, what if that was Stuart or somebody else I knew that was getting his head bashed in right now? Yeah. I'd kind of cheer if it was you, maybe. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> You'd cheer if it was me. <laughs> All right, good night. No, I'm just kidding. I love you. <laughs> but still, I mean, sure. like, that's that's when your brain starts working overdrive, and you're like, fuck, man, that's horrible. It's like that sh- that, that scene in uh, American History X. Yes, but you know what? It's funny. I was talking to some, some people about that, and they brought up American History X, and they said that that scene in there was particularly driven for that story. That mm-hmm. scene in there really did was necessary to show the brutality. Which it scene? did not need to happen. 
The one what you're talking about where the guy's we're, face is on the... We're talking about the scene where the guy's mouth is open on the curb, curb. and he stomps on the back of his neck oh. and breaks his jaw. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, like, up which until... again, they don't show. They did show him stomping. They showed yes. him stomp the back. They didn't show what happened. That's true. They, they didn't show the after effect. No, they, they let your but exactly. up until this and we're show, talking to it. We're talking about it today. And up it was until devastating. this show with Negan, yeah. that was one of the most brutal things I've ever seen in my life, and uh-huh. it literally haunts my dreams. Like that uh-huh. scene is like disgusting. But you don't see what happens. Exactly. So, right. You didn't have to. I think it cheapens it to show it. Uh, show it in the graphic detail that they did. Yeah. Um. Well, okay, but there's a couple other points that they make also that might be contributing to this drop in attendance. And they were saying um, an oversaturation of the market that there are a lot of shows out there that are a lot like the walking dead, not necessarily about zombies and so forth, but, but taking that kind of, um, you know, pushing the envelope and so forth like that, that, that people are kind of getting desensitized to the storylines. Did they give you know? an example? Well, I think, you know, I think it's, it's pretty much anything that you look on, you know, cable now with these shows and so forth, they've got stuff coming out that, that, um, I think people are, are thinking that they're just trying to overdo each other over and over again. And they're getting away from, from storyline and people are just kind of getting a little tired of it. Yeah. I guess I could see that. Like with game of Thrones, um, game of Thrones still though, isn't as over the top. I don't feel as the walking dead is. No, no. And you, you certainly understand why AMC is trying to, you know, take this as far as they can. I mean, their whole network's built around this show. Yeah, um, yeah, it is. But at the same time, I mean, that's why we end up with 20 ads every episode. But, you know, maybe there is a bit of an oversaturation of the market. Maybe they, they do need to cut back on some Possibly. things. I mean, I mean, there's definitely been an oversaturation uh, prior to this year. I mean, years uh-huh. back with the whole zombie dead thing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's right. a whole series of I mean, but that was like, you know, five years ago or whatever now mm-hmm. i mean you still have like z was it z nation, z nation which we don't watch but no i mean that mm-hmm. one's still pretty popular on sci-fi i guess mm-hmm. um right. i don't know why I, <laughs> yeah I, well i mean we don't watch it so i can't really judge it that much it looks a little bit cheesy but most side most of this looks a lot stuff, bit cheesy <laughs> yeah, most of the sci- yeah i've tried watching it yeah didn't last very long did they have like a shark? Well, it's, it's, yeah, but that was meant, that's Z Nation, I think, is meant to be more of a comedy. It is. A, a parody on, on The Walking Dead or something like that, you know. Okay. I don't, think like, I don't think it takes itself seriously at all. There was iZombie and. Oh, I don't even know that. That was the uh, medical doctor who solved murder crimes because she was a zombie. Oh, seriously? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That sounds terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. So I'd watch it. <laughs> it's been canceled. No. But there's um now the last point that they brought up I think actually may have even I thought it was very interesting and it might even have some more relevance to it than anything is um is the mood of the country right now. We went through mm-hmm. a very dark election and so forth that was that's that left a lot of people you know, not really happy about things. And we've had the Russian hacking going on and the tension with Russia and stuff like that, that has already got people kind of down. Maybe they don't want to watch a show that's down right now. Hmm. You know, I mean, because you got to admit this season has been incredibly negative to this point. 
maybe not watch something that's down, but maybe not watch something that's so brutal towards mm-hmm. human beings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we, I think but, it goes back to that. Yeah, we've heard other people that are casting, or even I mean, comments on Twitter or whatever, of people that are like, "Oh, I'm not going to watch this at the, from the start of the season, right?" So they're like, oh, I can't watch this anymore. It's too brutal. And for the most part, a lot of those people just came back and started watching it again. Because, you know, it's just they're so addicted. They like the show so much that they want to see what's going on. Uh But, yeah, they did lose some viewership. And, yeah, they're probably not gaining a hell of a lot more new viewership, I guess, would be a big downturn. And we we do need to quantify, too, that this still is the most watched cable show. Right yeah, on television, still grossing yes. like twelve million people per episode. Yeah, I think that that last episode I was talking about had ten million viewers. Yeah, it's in, it's insane. So it's gone down had, even more then. Yeah, so they had seventeen for the season premiere. Right, and they went down to ten for that last that episode seven, I think. Well, that's not good. Well, it'd be interesting to see what this one had though, because this one's right. a big one. Right, because again, they can't really add up or or quantify like the people that are watching on demand. And mm-hmm. people that are going to watch the season, whatever the hell they call this, the mid-season finale, yeah, right. I, there's going to be a lot of people that are tuning into that live than mm-hmm. would be watching it on demand. Mm-hmm. I would assume, uh, like like us, yeah, we could just couldn't watch it. Well, they do those numbers separately. Yeah, I know, but they don't. Yeah, and what they're looking for though is they're looking for interest to see it each in particular episode when it comes out. Yep. You know, are you interested enough to be there Sunday night to watch it? Right. And that's what that's what they're basing those ratings on. Um, sure, there's plenty of you know, there's plenty of times when people are watching it at different times and so forth. But if you're really excited about a show, you know, you're gonna do everything you can to watch when that show comes out, when that episode yeah. airs. Oh, and yeah, and the other side of it is it's been on seven years. Mm-hmm. Some right. people just want something fresh to watch. Right. Yeah. It may have peaked. So. It may have peaked for all we know. This is what I keep saying. I'm a little nervous that that season premiere episode was the peak. Mm -hmm. But I'm hoping that it's reinventing itself enough that maybe season eight can hold out. But I'm a little nervous. I don't know. It it almost is becoming a completely different storyline to me, Mm -hmm. which is interesting to me. I enjoy it. I mean, I still, yeah, I still like it. Uh-huh. But it's not it's not the series that we started with, or even well, no, even no. two seasons ago. It's a totally different series. Yeah, but feel. Um, we're talking all out war here. Come on, well, I'm excited about all that war. That's going to be cool. Yep, when Thank it you. actually happens is the question. Mm-hmm. Bring on the team up. Anyway, that's all I got. So we do have a little bit of listener feedback. Kim Cross said, brilliant. Thumbs up. Dane's Addiction said, loved it. Misty Rain said, awesome episode. You can't help but love Negan even when he's evil because of J.D. Morgan. Oh, really? (laughs) Come on now. And I Am Nancy said, Spencer was a weasel, and I hated that they killed Olivia. Me too. Well, I'm sorry, Nancy, but I kind of feel like it was a good move. (laughs) And we did have one comment over Facebook. Evan Brookman said, I think this has been one of my least favorite strings of episodes. The first episode of season seven was disturbing, but finally got us over the hump of the season six finale. Of course, it led to all the episodes in between. I felt they weren't horrible. They all had good moments, but they also had plenty of running in place. 
the mid-season finale was better and apparently had moments mirrored from the comics. Still, some left me scratching my head. Who cut Daryl loose? I'm glad he got away, but I had expected a bit more great escape and less awesome. just walking out. The killing of Rick or Judith's babysitter um, may have been sending a predetermined message, but with so many males around to choose from, it left me wondering if the henchwoman got the message about killing ladies in Negan's world. The ending at Hilltop with the gang all back together, goofily smiling at one another, just needed a campfire and kumbaya chorus away from being a complete mess. All right, so here's on, on board with you there, Scott. Totally. Oh, yeah. I sort of felt like it was Scott Gimple trying to give us a Christmas gift, but that guy kicks us in the blank way too often for me to willingly accept gifts from him. Well put, Evan. I, yeah. I read that, and I, I, I should have put a comment on online, but... Uh, I thought that was well put. Yeah, I think Evan agrees with just about everything we said. Damn it. Every Damn time. Damn it, Evan. Every I think it's time. curious what he says about the lady, or the lady, I keep calling her a lady, the woman who killed Olivia, mm-hmm. um, about uh, killing all the ladies in Negan's world so that she can be, like, a favorite, you know? Right, right. Be one of the guys now and stuff like that, so... I, I, I liked what Negan said. What did he say? Um, he said, well, she wouldn't have been my first choice, but you know, all right, you can't predict what she's going to do. <laughs> I know. That was pretty good. <laughs> oh, boy. Next time on The Walking Dead, which will be Season 7, Episode 9, we have no idea. It will be uh, <laughs> February 12th, 2017, and we will have plenty of time to speculate on what's going to happen. I do think we have... War drums on the horizon. Mm-hmm. And it'll be fun to watch. Yeah, I'm again, I'm really curious what happens to convince Morgan and Carol to join the fold and to get um, Ezekiel's crew in, on board. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is all setting up for the end of next this next half of the season. That's true. So it's all going to be development. It could over be a while. Next, yeah, it's going to be development over the next episodes for sure. Um, but we'll, we'll see. Yeah. But I, I'm, I am curious to see if like they reach out because it does not seem like they have enough people right now. So oh, they th- will reach out. I yeah. think I, th- Kim, I think what you said earlier may be a contributing factor to Carolyn Morgan getting on board is when they find out about Glenn and, and, uh, Abraham and so forth and what's happened there Yeah, and how this guy's been terrorizing their compound and killing people. Yeah. Um, you know, do you think that this whole season is just a buildup for season eight and season eight will be the all out war? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think I, I think we'll actually jump into that war pretty quick. I tell you the truth. I'm not I, so I sure. Kinda, I kind of agree with Kim. I think it's going to be like season finale will be yeah, the start of the war. I mean, I think they're going to hang you over oh, the summer. God, I really do. Well, I don't think like, so. I hope not, but we'll see. Don't kill someone else big, like, right before the summer. And then it's going to be like, all right, enough getting ready. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, charge! Just, yeah, exactly. It's going to be like, charge, cut. <laughs> so, obviously, we don't have a, an episode next week, but um, and we don't have anything until February, but we are willing to do some um, reviews of other shows. And a couple of you have already written in and suggested Westworld and what was that? Twelve Monkeys. Twelve Monkeys. Yeah. 
Um, we did. Stuart and I watched a couple of episodes of Outcast by Robert Which Kirkman. Very good. Very, very good. Um, so, and there's like a whole bunch of stuff going on right now. So if one of those appeals to you, let us know and we will do some recaps of other shows over the break. Maybe over Christmas if we get when our we act together. That? Are we going to take another week off? I don't know. Okay. We'll figure it out. We should tell these people. <laughs> no, we're not gonna. Well, we will tell you. We'll give you updates. Yeah, we'll let yes. you know on Twitter. Tune stop into staring our at me. Sites. <laughs> <laughs> um, it might just be me and Stuart because well, Scott yeah. gets to Scott's have traveling fun Christmas. internationally, try, trying beers across the the world. Yes, exactly. Taking countries one beer at a time. So, Scott, are you going to send us pictures of those beers as you try them? I have a feeling I will. Last trip I went on, I took a picture of me drinking a beer in every place I went. Okay, well, good. Oh, good. All right, well, that, that would be perfect. <laughs> send mm-hmm. us your review of each beer. And we'll no, he doesn't have it. to review. You just send pictures of Scott drinking beer all over the world. You'll be able to see how happy my face is. We'll do if a montage. If my face is happy, it's a, it's a two thumbs up. <laughs> that would be awesome. If my face is indifferent, then it's like, eh, you know, it's okay, but I, the environment's nicer than the beer. You could do like a thumbs up or a thumbs down in each picture. I don't think I you're gonna, I don't think you're going to be unhappy anywhere you go. No, I'm never unhappy. You know that, you're not working, and you have no students. I'm You'll fat, be, dumb, and happy. That's just the way I am. Well, <laughs> after Scott gets back, then we could all do some together. But um, we will not be quiet over the break. Don't worry. Especially now that we have a cool podcasting set up, a space set up. Yeah, which is a little echoey, but it's okay. Yeah. Sorry about the echo. <laughs> um, so just let us know what you'd want us to review and we'll do it if we like it. <laughs> or maybe we do it if we don't. Uh, yeah. All right, cool. So uh, don't forget to review us on iTunes for every review that helps us bump up in the ratings. So thanks for all of you who have already done that. You can download our episodes from any of your favorite podcasting sites. You can also find us on Twitter at FearMePod, on Facebook at Facebook slash FearMePodcast, and on the web at FearMePodcast.com, or you can email us at FearMePodcast at gmail.com. So thank you for listening to another episode of the Fear Me Podcast. Thanks. Bye. See ya. I dreamed I had